Hello everybody, welcome back for another video. Hope you're all doing well and that you're all having a fantastic day. As always, leaving a comment, multiple comments, leaving a like. You can't leave multiple likes, but I appreciate it if you try. Or subscribing, all these things do help the channel out. And without further ado, let's jump right into it. It says Bitcoin dropped 8% to $38,000, erasing much of its recent rally. The latest sell-off was triggered by data showing strength in the U.S. jobs market, which furthers the case for a Federal Reserve hike this month, which is what we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks, is the idea that the Federal Reserve believes that it is time to try and strengthen the economy or that they see strength in the economy and therefore the interest rates can begin to rise. This is popularly unpopular news. The market dropped quite suddenly. I would like to believe in a perfect world that this was not caused by this ridiculous jobs data. However, you can see over the course of a 24-hour period, we had moved up from where we were yesterday, spiked, if you will, and then slammed directly back down roughly around the time that we got this data. Uh, prices are, at the moment, already back up a tiny bit from where they were just a couple of hours ago. It seems like, uh, I'm not sure who's doing it, but we keep getting news that it feels like is meant to drop the Bitcoin market. The market drops, and about a day or two later, we are back just roughly around where we previously were before. It says U.S. gains 678,000 jobs in February, and unemployment drops to 3.8% despite labor shortage. Part of the problem in every single country has this issue, is that the jobless, unemployment, Whatever uh, number rates you look at, they're usually not correct and or not accurate because it's impossible to get proper, accurate data. A lot of the ways that they actually uh, measure a lot of these things is by how many people are on unemployment, how many people are getting benefits, how many people are getting job seekers allowance, depending on which country you live in. It has a, a different term. And usually, especially in most cases within the United States, they look at how um, if you are receiving unemployment, job seekers allowance and or benefits uh, while you are claiming that you do not have a job. In many places inside of the United States, these benefits, unemployment benefits don't last forever. They maybe last for around six months. I had a lot of friends who lost their jobs over the course of the last two years because of the situation. You know what's going on. And they got unemployment for around six months. That was it. And then the benefits ran out and they basically had to sit at home twiddling their thumbs because they had nothing else to do. This also goes into the, if you are claiming unemployment or job seekers allowance, they claim that they assume that you do not have a job. When those benefits run out, they assume, well, this person is no longer on the unemployed list. You have clearly found a job. This is why the the numbers are always askewed or thrown around. They also look at people, the, the amount of people who have sent out resumes or CVs. If you tell them that you are consistently sending out CVs, especially a lot of places, especially in the UK, uh, they ask you for proof. How many resumes, how many CVs have you sent out? And they ask you on, on a weekly or bi-weekly basis, depending on which job center you're going to. But if you stop at some point and say, I have not sent out any resumes or CVs, they assume... 
that you found a job even if you haven't done so. And this is why the actual unemployment jobs data is completely inaccurate and will always be. It's the same exact way that a lot of countries measure inflation. The idea is that they they measure a basket of uh, foods, let's say bread, oranges, apples, peaches, pears, and milk. Why not? Uh, And they base that off of the amount of people who are consistently buying these items if that particular item has gone up in price from the previous year before. Logical enough. However, if at some point... Randomly, just throwing foods out there. If oranges, apples, peaches, pears, and plums aren't in fashion anymore, and people are buying pineapples and apricots and other things like that, that other data from the other food that was being bought before is no longer then added to the actual inflation amount. And this is how we get the actual inflation numbers for things that people who are what people are buying in the supermarkets and why we've gotten news before that the inflation rate is actually a lot higher. But based on the consumer price index of what people are currently buying. Those are the numbers for inflation. The, 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 the numbers are always terrible. And always, I, I would like to think that the people who provide the numbers are not lying in some sort of way. But you'd have to assume that once again, if it deals with money or you have the job of showing that the economy is definitely getting better, when tons of people, I know tons of people in the States who tell me that it's still impossible to find a job. And even more so, even harder to find a well-paying job. And you may say, well, well, that's nonsense. There, there are tons of jobs out there. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure you don't want to make $5.25 an hour. $7.25 is also a stretch, especially if you live in a, in a larger city. You need at least $15 to $20 an hour just to be able to... That's another discussion. Anyway, so yeah, the, the prices of the market have slipped once again. Um... Based on the news that we have gotten, there seem to be so many factors in the global, financial, economic, whatever kind of place you're uh, putting it into as to why the cryptocurrency market keeps dropping. Other markets are also dropping as well. I think it's just the time of year that we are in. It says Bitcoin slides under 39,000, leading some traders to forecast a weekend oversold bounce. We've had a couple of news stories, at least over the past four weeks, uh, sprinkled around that the cryptocurrency market is definitely oversold. I I agree with it. I I think the constant force of negativity is what's keeping the prices down and not the actual metrics that people should be looking at. But a lot of people, once again, don't look at the actual metrics because it means nothing to them or they don't really care how many people are actually using the networks or how many smart contracts are being deployed or how much money is actually being transacted through the chains every single day when that's the data that you should actually be looking at. If we do have a weekend bounce, it will be well welcomed. Uh, But I think at this point, we are probably realistically uh, in uh, in the not in the mood for uh, gearing up for more negative news from the situation that's happening on the other side of the world, depending on where you are in the world. And also the um, looking forward to the Fed to finally raising their rates. The fact that we get a weekly Fed meeting uh, thing with them standing on a podium talking announcement and it keeps dropping our prices, just raise the rates because you know what's going to happen? A week and a half later, people will have forgotten that the rates have risen and prices will begin to recover again because this happens every single time in the cryptocurrency market. We get incredibly bad news. Everyone is frightened. The news takes place. A week later, it's never in the news again, and prices begin to go back up, with many analysts saying, well, they expected it was going to go back up at some point. 
So yeah, I think that's all the price news, at least right now. Yeah, that one doesn't really tie into price news per se. Um, so yeah, prices are down. They're currently moving slightly back up. We will see uh, what happens over the course of this weekend. Either way, it is going to be interesting. And yeah, let's move on. Also in the news, an Ethereum whale has invested $11 million to buy 40, wow, 442.6 billion Shiba Inu in a single transaction before moving the funds to a larger wallet. What cryptocurrency exchange did that happen on? Or like, how do you even, I can't imagine the logistics of buying $11 million worth of one coin at one time. And I'm kind of shocked that the coin didn't pop up in price. The transaction was first spotted by Ethereum whale tracking service Whale Stats, that makes sense, which noted that the transaction was seeing the whale become a buyer of Shiba Inu for the first time. Transactions on the blockchain show that the funds later moved to a wallet with over $100 million in assets. And there's the tweet for it right there. Uh, I guess once again, just adding to the whale news that we keep getting over and over. A lot of coins are being accumulated. I don't assume that it is just Shiba Inu. I do assume the Solanas, the Chainlinks, the Polkadots are also being accumulated as well. It's just usually that it's usually, uh, I say usually like nine times already. Uh, The Shiba Inu, Cardano, Bitcoin, or Ethereum whale accumulations that tend to make the news. So good for them. I hope it works out. Um, I'm still wondering, I thought about this yesterday and it shows that I'm definitely working too much. I was thinking about how many coins for Shiba Inu you would have to burn to actually have an actual effect on the price. Because let's, you know, if there's half a quadrillion coins and you burn, you know, a million, it's not going to do too much. If you burn like 90% of the supply, well, then we're talking about, you know, uh, XRP kind of style numbers left over, you know, the, the hundreds of billions or whatever left for the actual coin. I was thinking of it because of the thing that we spoke about yesterday with, what is it called? Bigger Entertainment, the company who's trying to be at the forefront of the Shiba Inu coin burn. And I was like, you're going to have to, like, the, the the entire mantra still being is that at some point Shiba Inu will hit half a cent and or one cent. I think that's totally, completely, possibly believable, especially if a coin burn continues. But then I was like, how many would you have to burn to get to like 10 cents or like 45 cents. I'm not going to even say $1 because that is also a number I've seen thrown around for Shiba Inu. And I don't even think, I don't think there's that much money, like actual circulating paper money in the world. Anyway, that's the Shiba Inu was being bought up by a whale who has over $100 million in a wallet. Good luck to them, sir. I hope you have a ledger or something else because can you imagine the stress of even having like 1 million in just one wallet. Now imagine 100 million dollars on one computer. No, no, my anxiety is already too high. Anyway, that's the Shiba Inu news. And yeah, let's move on. Oh, this was oh, this was very popular news today. According to Devere Group, that is D E V E R E Group. CEO Nigel Green, Bitcoin will hit $50,000 by the end of this month. Devere's financial consultancy and asset management business is located in the United Arab Emirates. 
The statement came on Tuesday when the price of Bitcoin jumped more than $6,000 in 24 hours. The executive said, As it currently stands, I can see no reason why this price momentum should falter. I think we can expect to see Bitcoin hit $50,000 by the end of this month. However, it is really, we are the fifth of this month. It is far too early to say when the price of Bitcoin will return to a new all-time high. Uh, Bitcoin reached a record high of $68,000 in November. It, it, it feels like it was so much longer ago. November 9th of last year. For some reason, it feels like we hit... I'm, I'm just going to say... Seven, I'm, 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 I'm going to say 70,000 because I'm not in the mood to say 68,892 every single time. It feels like we hit 70,000 in like summertime. It doesn't feel like it was just in November. I, I, I Maybe my time is obviously completely off. According to the CEO... If ATMs and banks run out of cash because of things that are happening right now, people's funds might be taken to pay for uh, atrocities. That's a good word. Aside from that, he said Swift is being used as a... I can't read... Stop using all these crazy words. Anyway, the point is, uh, I I do agree with all of this right there. And I think it kind of gives Bitcoin extra momentum uh, for where it actually... Uh, could be. He also expects that within five years, the value of Ethereum would surpass that of Bitcoin due to ETH's greater usefulness and growing demand. I can only imagine the articles that will... I mean, can you imagine if we get even remotely close? We've had it many other times before where many other coins were slightly close to Bitcoin or even flipping Ethereum, which also happened with XRP before. And the idea that XRP could have passed Bitcoin or Ethereum could have passed Bitcoin, I mean, shockwaves were rushing through the entire market. Um, I mean, once again, if your coin is good enough, by all means, I'm rolling out the red carpet. Show everybody that you can do it. So this was the most popular news story of the day, as one might have imagined. Anyone announcing that during the prices slumping that by the end of this month, Bitcoin is going to hit $50,000. This obviously is a huge cause for happiness and or celebration, depending on how you are looking at it. I mean, there's logically not much in the way of Bitcoin being able to hit $50,000, you know, especially during pressing times in the past before. We've seen Bitcoin do actually quite well as we had news that people did not have access to their money, there were bank runs, what have you. But alas, uh, clearly, you know, a couple extra jobs in the U.S. and also the Federal Reserve raising the interest rates by 0.25% are just too much for Bitcoin to handle and it has to keep going down. That's the Bitcoin will reach $50,000 by the end of March news. I would not be upset, and I know none of you would be either, so fingers crossed. All (laughs) righty, let's move on. Also in news I I missed, ZK Sync, a provider of zero-knowledge blockchain solutions, has announced the successful deployment of its roll-up protocol on the Ethereum testnet. The deployment is seen as a positive development by proponents of Ethereum as it removes the need for human operators to validate transactions. That's how you get to decentralization. If you, you know, last year, the creator of ZK Sync, 
Is it just Zikazink? I have no idea how you would pronounce that. Describe their visions for a permissionless Turing complete rollout that allows decentralized applications to be deployed in a low cost and scalable layer two environment. They said users will supposedly have a better experience on the network, according to the official announcement announce, announcement by Matter Labs. One of the major issues when utilizing the Ethereum blockchain is its gigantically massive high astronomical gas fees. As a result, many users and developers have migrated to lower-cost blockchains that do not require costly gas fees. Once again, if your blockchain can do it, by all means, show us exactly what you've got. With the release of the complete, completely Ethereum virtual machine compatible skip... That's a stupid sentence. With the release of a completely Ethereum virtual machine compatible scalability ZK rollup, <laughs> such as ZK Sync 2.0... It might be the long-awaited answer to the problem and crack open the door for a new era for Ethereum. Wow. The announcement was greeted with enthusiasm by the crypto community with many fans joining Twitter to express their sentiments on the matter. I'm going to I've I've said it before but I'll say it again. Just update the network. This is not the first time and it will not be the last time that we have heard from a company, an institution, a group of developers who are trying to create some other type of layered blockchain, cross-chain, over-the-chain solution for Ethereum. And a lot of times, a lot of these things don't even... Not that they don't work. People don't use them. They end up not being activated or simply we get news that this is going to happen. We are creating this. Bam. Done. Then we never hear any more about it because it never actually ends up launching. So... Um, I think it's really cool and absolutely amazing that Bitcoin, I mean, Ethereum continues having all these upgrades because think about it. How many times have we heard about sharding, rollups, ZK this, ZK snark, ZK all these things on the network and transaction fees are still like $128. So all I'm really waiting for at this point is Ethereum 2.0 because... I have a very strange feeling that the amount of attention that Ethereum will get when we finally get the merge happening in three months, question mark, uh, will be absolutely gigantic. I think the network is going to have so many users, so many people building on top of it, anticipating an ease of use that we've been uh, expecting or have been told about for a number of years now. If at the end of a two or three month period... We have so many people using Ethereum and their network and transaction fees are still high. Transactions are still slow and we get any kind of news, you know, hey guys, well, you know, we, now now we just wait until 2025 when the real Ethereum comes, people will leave the network in mass. Absolutely. We've already seen another a lot of other popular smaller chains, dare I say, uh, become starting to pick up the pace or the slack of where Ethereum currently is, I'm telling you, I if we have we should have Ethereum 2.0 or the merge, what have you, uh, by June. This is the time frame that we've been given. June, July, August. If by September, October, the network is still the same, or we've moved up from 15 transactions per second to 210 transactions per second, as opposed to 5,000 or 10,000. We're going to see a mass exodus because it's time. It, two, 2017 was supposed to have been 2000, uh, uh, Ethereum 2.0. And it's it, my, my computer says 2022. So, yeah. 
Um, that's the ZK Sync news. Hope it works out. I think there's another tab for it right here. Yep. It says Ethereum scalability solution ZK Sync deploys testnet. Cheap network fees eminent? I don't know. Got to ask them. All righty. Let's move on. And to finish things off, that is a very weird photo. The Crypto Council for Innovation, or CCI, has announced that Gemini will be joining its list of crypto-friendly firms aimed at supporting lawmakers on related regulation. In a Thursday announcement, the CCI said that effective as of this week, Gemini has joined Coinbase, Block, Fidelity, Digital Assets, Paradigm, and others in an effort to help accelerate the growths, the group's growth and global leadership, according to CEO Sheila Warren. Gemini Head of Policy and Regulatory Affairs, GChem, said that the exchange will work with lawmakers and regulators to help further the adoption of crypto worldwide. So Gemini has now joined the council. This is not surprising at all. And I mean to be completely a nine bajillion percent realistic. Uh, it's not like any of these cryptocurrency exchanges can say no. Imagine being like, no, we're going to be the only cryptocurrency exchange who's not going to abide by regulations. The, the, the moment they said regulations, the SEC would be knocking on their door. Like they would be there post haste. So, I mean, these are also part of like lobbying groups, uh, for those of you who don't know. Uh, who we have heard before in the past. We don't know if this information is true, but we have received news that there are a lot of uh, lobbyers in the United States who are making sure that not only are there going to be cryptocurrency regulations to appease regulators, but it's basically the cryptocurrency exchanges and their money, so we've heard in the past, who are kind of uh, making the rules and saying exactly what the laws will be. So it's fascinating, uh, to say the least. So good job, Gemini. On It's really weird that they weren't the first to join because they were um, the news that we've had since 2017 or 2018. Gemini, nice way of saying it, kisses the ring more than any other uh, cryptocurrency exchange on the planet. So it's funny that other exchanges got in before them and they were kind of dragged in last when you would have assumed that they would have been the ones to create the actual uh, crypto council for innovation. Anyway, that's the... And I hate that it has three letters once again. That's going to be... Because I know in the future, there's going to be a sentence that says like SEC, CFTC, CCI, and I'm going to be completely O-V-E-R-I-T. Anyway, that's the uh, Crypto Council news. Let's move on. Right. Prices have, once again, slightly moved back up. Um, You see some of the coins already in the green. Give it some time. I think nothing too dramatic has happened. Every coin is, I think the lowest is down by 6%. Okay, Cosmos is down by 11, but I mean... Um, Phantom is down by 7. Internet computer is down by 6. But you see this slope. Everything is trying to move back up. I mean, if we could get to like a $49,216 Bitcoin by the end of this month, I'd be a little happy. I do hope that you've all enjoyed I do hope that you all are having a great day, a great morning, a great afternoon, a great evening, wherever you are, wherever you might be. I do hope that it's absolutely fantastic. 
Thank you all once again for watching and or listening and or supporting. And I will most certainly be talking to you all soon. See you.